Hey there, guys. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Zeke Said So Show. This is the one and only show where we talk about all things movie news, video games, comics, television, and all that sorts of good stuff. And we are here, and we are going. We have a lot to talk about, so I am not going to waste any time because uh, last week's episode was pretty long, and I kind of dragged on a little bit. So I'm actually going to go ahead and just get right into what we need to talk about today. Um, we're gonna we got. We're going to talk about some Oscar predictions, and we are going to get into your guys' Q&A questions. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. Um, so the Oscars, they are happening this upcoming Sunday, and we are about to see a uh, what I think is going to end up being a train wreck of a show. I think I thought last year's show, um, even though I was one of those people who thought they, sh- they honestly should have kept the Oscars that year. I mean, I understand people who – said they shouldn't have had one last year, but honestly, I kind of disagree. I think they should have had one last year, and they did, and I thought the show was an absolute train wreck. I watched it, and it was an absolute train wreck. This year, I think, is going to be end up being the same way. Uh, the fact that they are bringing in people like DJ Khaled and Tony Hawk to present awards is stupid. Um, them cutting out eight categories and Pushing them to commercial breaks is ridiculous. Um, And, um, yeah, and I think the people who they have, I think the three women who they have hosting. Like, now, look, I'm a fan of Regina Hall. I like Regina Hall. But that combination of women that they have, Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes, is an absolute terrible choice to host the show. And... This is. I just feel like this show is going to be a train wreck. I really do. But having said that, I'm still going to watch it because I am. Uh, I love the Oscars. I do, and it's a. Uh, it's one of the most inspirational times for me as a film fan, uh, watching the Oscars every year. So I'm of course going to watch it, but that does not mean I have uh, my doubts about the show and how it's going to turn out. But. What I don't have my doubts are, are my final Oscar predictions. Yes, it is that time. I'm going to give you guys my final predictions for this year's Oscars. Now, look, it is a very, very tight category this year. Um, Now, I'm not going to go through every single category, obviously, but I'm just going to go over the big ones. So the ones I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to do my predictions for are Best Picture, Best Lead Actor, Best Lead Actress, uh, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor, uh, Best Supporting Actress, Original Screenplay, Adapted Screenplay, Animated Feature Film, and Visual Effects. Um, And then on the night, make sure you guys check on my social media because the night the Oscars happen, I'll give you a full list of every single category of what I think is actually going to win. Uh, each and every single category. Yes, I'll even do the documentary short feet. I'll even do the documentaries because I did watch. I did watch the the list of documentaries this year. Um, yeah, I know. Sue me. Um, okay. Um, so let's go ahead. Let's uh, let's get into my Oscar predictions. So we're going to start with Best Picture. Now, before the show, I. Put on my predictions, I put Power of the Dog was going to win Best Picture. And then literally the day after I put my predictions together, the results of the Producers Guild Awards happened. Which Best Picture goes to the producers. 
and Coda ended up winning the the PGA awards. Um, it ended up winning uh, the Producers Guild Awards, which is the same people that end up getting the the Best Picture Oscar. So I firmly believe. I believe my final prediction is going to be Coda. Plus, I mean, Coda did win. Uh, let's see what what are some of the awards that Coda. Um, um, uh, that Coda won. Let me bring this up here. Uh, Coda Award wins. Let's bring this up here. Uh, so it got the um, the best ensemble. Um, and it did win, like I said, the 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 producers guild. So I think Coda is most definitely a front runner going into this, and we'll get into best supporting actor. But I think Coda also is going to take home best supporting actor um, as well. Um, okay, let's move on to best lead actor. Uh, best lead actor, um, and you know what? Uh, as an added bonus. I'll go ahead and I'll bring up my the nominees here. Um, I'll go ahead and bring up the nominees here. That way I can uh, tell you guys who's nominated. So uh, for Best Picture, we have Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Um, by the way, I did finally see Drive My Car. Oh, my gosh, Drive My Car is amazing. And I almost want Drive My Car to win Best Picture, but... I think Coda's going to end up taking it. And you know what? Coda's a well-deserved pick. Um, honestly, if any of these films, uh, minus Don't Look Up, I, I'll be honest, I watched Don't Look Up. I didn't really like it. I thought it was kind of boring. Um, but uh, Don't Look Up is kind of the only one that I would be kind of like really mad about if it wins. But honestly, any of these other picks, I won't be mad at if they win. But Coda, I think, is going to be the one to take it home, uh, like I said earlier. So let's go to Best Lead Actor. Let's go right back to Best Lead Actor. Uh, best lead actor nominees are Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch for the Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for the Tragedy of Macbeth. I so want Andrew Garfield to take this home, and I am so so hoping that a big surprise happens. But if I have to put my final prediction, if I had to put money on it, I think Will Smith's going to end up taking it for for King Richard. And look, Will Smith was phenomenal in King Richard. It might be, well, no, I think uh, The Pursuit of Happiness is still my favorite performance he's ever given. Um, But I loved him in King Richard. So if he does win, I won't be, again, if I had to put money on it, um, um, I I would say... Uh, Will Smith is going to take it. Um, and although Denzel Washington is also, um, uh, um, sorry guys, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm responding to something real quick. Sorry guys. Um, okay. So, um, but no, I think, uh, Will Smith is going to end up taking the, the award, uh, at the end of the night. All right. So, uh, best actress for best lead actress, we have Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, 
Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Um, I did finally get around to watching Parallel Mothers. I really liked it, and I thought Penelope Cruz deserves the nomination. The Lost Daughter, I also had a chance to watch. Olivia Coleman definitely deserves the nomination there. However, I think I think Nicole Kidman's going to end up taking. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, I said Nicole Kidman. Uh, Jessica Chastain is going to end up uh, taking it for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, let me go ahead and fix that here. Um, I wrote Nicole Kidman for the eyes of Tammy Faye. That's not it. Um, Jessica Chastain, I think, is going to end up taking it uh, for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, just because she did win the SAG Award for that, and she's been kind of stealing a lot of the, the show's awards. So, um, so yeah, I... I believe that um, she's going to end up taking home the Oscar this year. All right, Best Director. Let's move on to Best Director. Best Director, the nominees are Paul Thomas Anderson for uh, – let me see how much – okay. I'm um, sorry, guys. I, I'm I'm doing – this is the joy of doing a show on your own. All right, so for uh, – let's see. Best Director. Best Director, sorry. Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast uh, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce this name. Uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi. I'm sorry if I butchered that name. Uh, for Drive My Car. And Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Personally, for me, if I was handing out the award today, I'm giving it to... If I was handing out an Oscar and I had to vote on a ballot... I would give it to um, Drive My Car. And a lot of you thought I was going to say West Side Story. It's funny. A lot of you guys thought. But I just watched Drive My Car, and I still have that movie in my head. That movie, the way it's handled and the way it's paced. Pacing is really hard to do in a movie like Drive My Car because the movie's three hours long. But somehow that director was able to really pace the story in such a beautiful way that it didn't feel like three hours to me. So I really do think that Drive My Car should take Best Director. But if I had to put money on it, I'm going to go with Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. And if she does win, um, if she does win um, for... Uh, Power of the Dog. Hold on a second. Um, I want to see. Did she win? What has she won anything for this movie? Um, well, she won the Critics' Choice Award for for Best Director. Um, the Golden Globe as well. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think. What? Who won at the DGA Awards? Uh, DGA Awards 2022. All right, um, let me see. Okay, yeah, so she did win the D. She won the DGA award for, um, for Power of the Dog. So yeah, no, I I think uh, I think she'll end up take. She will end up taking um, best uh, director this year. Um, and look, I won't be upset about it because I think um, I won't be upset about it just because I'm I'm again. She has won. I still haven't seen Power of the Dog, though. I am going to watch it before the Oscars. I'll probably get around to it. Um, Saturday, I'm busy. 
tomorrow I have to record an episode of the Web Swingers podcast, and I got something else going on on Friday. Um, I think I might be, I might watch it on that Sunday, literally right before the Oscars. I might squeeze it in right before the Oscars. So I still need to watch Power of the Dog, but I think overall, Jane, if I had to put money on it, I think Jane Campion is going to end up taking it. And this will make her the second female to win the Oscar for Best Director. Um, the last time a direct a female director has won, I believe it was Kath, uh, Catherine Bigelow. Right? Um, who was the last female director to win an Oscar? Okay. Um, oh, oh, wow. I can't believe I forgot about that. Sorry. Sorry. Chloe Zhao won last year for, for Nomadland. I f- wow. I completely forgot about that. Okay. So... Um, so Catherine Bigelow was the first one and Chloe Zhao became the second one. She will be the third woman to win best director in, in the history of the Oscars. And that honestly is fantastic to be on that list of Catherine Bigelow, Chloe Zhao, and now Jane Campion. Like that's an incredible list of directors, you know? Because Catherine Bigelow, like I, you know, Catherine Bigelow is a great director on her own uh, with movies like The Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty, um, and then Chloe Zhao, which she just did with Eternals and with uh, with Nomadland and The, the Writer, um, and now Jane Campion is going to join that uh, might join that list uh, come this Sunday. So that would be uh, that would be pretty awesome. All right, uh, Best Supporting Actor. So let's move on to Best Supporting Actor. Um, I feel like I got something in my eye. Um, okay, Best Supporting Actor. The nominees are uh, Syrian Hines for Belfast, Troy Coetzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons for Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Uh, this is Troy Coaster's award. Um, I Going into the Oscar race, I honestly was really rooting for J.K. Simmons. But after rewatching Coda, Troy Coetzer really does steal that entire movie from everybody else in the cast, in my opinion. I think he is by far the best part of the entire movie. Um, I love, I really like Coda. It didn't, I don't think it wasn't, I believe it was in my top 20 uh, favorite films of the year. Because I did a top 20 list this year. Oh, no, Coda didn't even make the list. Ooh, that's going to get me in trouble with a lot of people. Um, Yeah, no, Coda didn't make the list. Sorry, guys. Uh, Sorry. I I know you guys were really love that movie, but it didn't make the list. Anyway. um, But, no, I think think Troy Coaster is going to end up taking Best Supporting Actor um, just because, first of all, I think he was the best. Out of the supporting actors, I think he was the best. Now, again... That's me having not seen Power of the Dog. That's me after not seeing Jesse Plemons and Cody Smith McPhee in The Power of the Dog. So I honestly um, can't really. Um, it's not like I can make a final guess, you know. But if I had to pit, if I had to put money on it, I'm going to put money on uh, Troy Coetzer for Coda for winning Best Supporting Actor. Okay, 
For Best Supporting Actress, the nominees are Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBois for The West Side Story, Judy Dench uh, for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Ananjue, uh, Ananjue Ellis for King Richard. Um, much like Best Supporting Actor, this really isn't going to be a surprise. Ariana DeBois is winning the Oscar this year. I just rewatched West Side. I have West Side Story on Blu-ray. I just got the Blu-ray in the mail uh, this past week, and I rewatched West Side Story. Ariana DeBois steals that movie. That moment where um, Bernardo looks at her and says, "This is between family," and that look she gives Bernardo in that scene, right? You understood exactly how she felt in that moment just with that one look and then there a part of you kind of went oh bernard you shouldn't have said that you know and she was just fantastic um the 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 scene where she finds out i mean spoilers for west side story but if you haven't seen it tough the the scene where she goes to uh the police station and finds out that bernardo was killed oh so heartbreaking, and then that 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 scene with her and Rachel Zegler as they're singing that song, a boy like that who killed. Anyway, that whole scene, you know, Ariana Du Bois kind of just showed that she is the the best. She stole the entire movie from, and that is a movie with a phenomenal cast, a cast that includes an Academy Award winner in Rita Moreno, and Ariana Du Bois completely stole that entire movie from everybody. So. I will not be surprised if she ends up taking uh, Best Supporting Actress. All right. Uh, Best Original Screenplay. For Best Original Screenplay, we have Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. Licorice Pizza is going to win Best uh, Original Screenplay. I think this is, in my opinion, um, one of the best films of the year. It did end up on my top 20 list. And I think it's one of the most well-written films of the year. Um, not a lot happens. It's like it's like it's not the most exciting movie ever, you know. Like Licorice Pizza is not like a hard-hitting action movie, but it is a phenomenal movie with, I think, some of the best dialogue I've ever heard on screen. You know, just Bradley Cooper's dialogue absolutely made me laugh hysterically so i think licorice pizza is gonna i think it should and i think it will take home the original screenplay um but wait uh, now now i gotta look this up gosh i should have had this um i should have had this up the writers guild awards who won um oh oh don't look up one best original screenplay. Ah, oh, I might, I might eat my words after watching the Oscars because don't look up one best original screenplay at the Writers Guild Awards. Let, look, okay, I guess I can talk about Don't Look Up now. I, it's not that I thought Don't Look Up was a bad film. It just was so mediocre to me. It just felt like the most generic thing 
I I was watching it going, I've seen this movie before. I've seen this movie done a hundred times and done better in other films. Look, it's not a bad movie, and I think it I think some of the performances in that movie are fantastic. I just didn't love the movie. And I honestly don't even think it deserves a nomination. I don't think Don't Look Up deserves to be on any I mean editing film editing I understand, but screenplay and best picture? I don't think so. So I I hope Licorice Pizza somehow pulls it off. But I have a feeling Don't Look Up is probably going to end up taking it, which is, uh, oh, I hope not. I'm really, please, please, Licorice Pizza, win, win Best Original Screenplay. Please, Academy, give it to Licorice Pizza. Um, okay, Best Adapted Screenplay. We have Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. And uh, once again, Coda's going to end up winning this. Um, it did win the Writers Guild, but that's also not why I'm choosing it, though. The reason why I'm choosing it is because I think Coda is going to end up being one of those movies that sweeps every category it's it's in. Um, I think every category that Coda is nominated in, uh, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor, um, and Best uh, Best Picture, I think Coda is going to end up sweeping all of those categories. It has been the biggest front runner going into this entire award season. So honestly, I am not surprised. I won't be surprised if Coda ends up being one of those movies like Lord of the Rings Return of the King or Titanic, which won every category. Each film won every category they were nominated in, you know? Like, Lord of the Rings was nominated for, I believe, 11 Academy Awards and won all 11. Same with Titanic, you know? So I think Coda's going to end up being that movie that wins every single award it's nominated in. Um, Okay. Um, Now we move on to Best Animated Feature Film. And the Best Animated Feature Film nominees are Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, and Raya the Last Dragon. Um, I'm um, so the Annie Awards happened, um, I believe, a, a couple weeks ago, actually. And um, uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines end up taking home the main prize for best animated feature. Obviously, I'm one of those people who believes it deserved it. And I'll be honest with you, I'm one of those people who thought it should have been nominated for Best Picture, but that's just me. Um, yeah. Um, Mitchell's versus the Machines is taking this. And I swear, if they pull some bull, some bullshit and say, oh, Encanto or Luca or Raya and the Last Dragon, I'm going to be pissed. You're going to see me on social media completely just throw a complete tantrum over the fact that Mitchell's versus the machines didn't win. Okay. Because this is the best animated film of the year, because I'll be honest with you this past year, it was not a good year for animated films. Not that great of a year. 
you had move you had some good ones like Encanto, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Um, I really enjoyed Ron's Gone Wrong. Um, I really enjoyed that one. Um, I actually haven't seen Flea. Um, Luca was bad. I didn't like Ryan the Last Dragon. So honestly, I feel like this year wasn't a strong year for animated films this year. The only two movies that I loved were Mitchell's vs. the Machines and Encanto. But I think Mitchell's vs. the Machines deserves to win this award because when I think of animation and what emotions you can get out of an animated film, Mitchell's vs. the Machines is one of those movies that brings out all of the different emotions. I remember when I saw that movie for the first time, I was like, I had all of the emotions. It's the, you know, the typical, I laughed, I cried, you know, um, I stood up and cheered. I did all of those things during Mitchell's versus the machines. I laughed, I cried, um, in the moment where they defeat the giant, um, what was it? The Furby, the Furby dolls, um, in the mall, I stood up and cheered when they finally took, uh, took the big one out. And I just think the Mitchells versus the Machines was one of those movies that just brought out so much emotion. You know, when you go back and look at my top 20 favorite movies of the year, let's go back and look at that list. And you look at the you look at the top five, okay? Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Spider-Man No Way Home. The Mitchells versus the Machines, The Night House, and Last Night in Soho. Those five movies brought so much emotion out of me. And I think Mitchells versus the Machines deserve... I, I think that's why I believe that this movie, Mitchells versus the Machines, deserves to win that award this year. Because it just did exactly what I want movies to do. And that's bring as much emotion out of me as you can. So, all right. Um, and the final one we're going to look at is Best Visual Effects. And the nominees are Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Once again, this is the only, the only um, award that, um, the only nomination that Spider-Man No Way Home has. Um, but as much as I love Spider-Man No Way Home... Dune is going to end up taking best visual effects. From a visual effects standpoint, those effects in Dune were groundbreaking. Absolutely groundbreaking. And I just think going into this awards season... I think I have always thought and always believed that Dune will win best best visual effects because I don't think it has a shot at any of the other categories like original screenplay. I don't think it has uh, no uh, adapted screenplay. Sorry, adapted screenplay. I don't think it has a shot at. Um, uh, it's not even nominated for best director and best picture. I don't think because. Coda is going to just sweep everything. I don't think Dune has a shot of winning Best Picture either. Um, so personally for me, 
I I think Dune is going to end up winning Best Visual Effects. Now, I am going to give one prediction that isn't on my predictions list, but I'm I have it here on my nominations list. Best film editing. Let me let me give out let me shout out best film editing for a second, because this is one of the the unfortunately one of the uh, categories that they've decided to put on to take off the air, which is fucking stupid. Um, pardon my language, but it's fucking stupid. Um, best film editing. Uh, don't look up Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick Tick Boom. Tick Tick Boom absolutely, one hundred percent, absolutely deserves to um, deserves uh, to win the award for best uh, for best uh, film editing. Um, because I just rewatched um, I just rewatched Tick Tick Boom. And that scene where you have the arguments between um, Andrew Garfield and his girlfriend in the film, and then you have the song that plays during that moment, um, Therapy, the way that song is edited into the argument scene is an example of what I think perfect film editing is. And I really do think Tick, Tick, Boom deserves that, deserves to to win in that category. So, um, yeah, guys, those are my predictions for the Oscars. Let me know. What are some of your predictions going into the Oscars? Uh, jump down, uh, or actually let me know, hit me up on Instagram or, and let me know what you guys think there. All right, guys, we are now going to get into the Q and a questions, but before we do that, let's hear a word from our sponsor of the Zeke said so show. Okay, guys, now it's time to get into your guys' Q&A questions. We have a lot to get through here today, so let's not waste any time. Let's get right into the Q&A questions. And the first one we have here is, who is your favorite Spider-Man villain that we haven't seen in the movies? Uh, I have answered this many times. Uh, easily, Hydro-Man is a very underrated Spider-Man villain. Uh, I want to see him either as a villain in a Spider-Man movie or... Give him his own spinoff series. Make him a make him a hero. Make him make him a hero in this Spider Verse. If there is any character at all who can be a hero, if you want to change it from the comics, you can make Hydro Man the perfect hero. That would be awesome. Anyway, Hydro Man deserves his due. Um, okay, uh, have you read Dune the Dune book, or are you waiting for part two to come out? Uh, I have read the Dune book. I finally got around to reading it, and yeah, I love it, man. I'm so into this world now. Like, I am so in on the next one. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with that second part. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, okay. Uh, Zoe Zeldana said that Avatar 2 put her put her in uh, – he, he, this person said put him in tears. Uh, put her in tears. Does this statement give you more hope for the upcoming sequel? No. However, although, and let me say this, let me go off topic here for a second. Although I've been negative on Avatar, and I honestly don't care for Avatar 2, 
I'm going to say it. I don't care for Avatar 2. But although I don't care for Avatar 2, I think the movie's going to end up being a huge success at the box office. I think it's going to end up being the next $2 billion film. In fact, I think it's going to take over Avengers Endgame spot as the number two biggest movie of all time. I th- I do. I think so. Um, Zoe Saldana's comments, she's an actor in a movie that she's she's an actor in a movie that she has that she's promoting. Of course she's going to say it put her to tears cuz she's trying to promote the movie. So but she did say something that I think is interesting. In her comments she said it's unlike anything we've seen before from a visual standpoint. That is the only thing that excites me because James Cameron is one of those directors. He's a lot like George Lucas in a sense. With every film he makes, he likes to push the boundaries in CGI and what technology can do. You know, George Lucas did that with the Star Wars prequels. A lot of people trash on it, but you know what? People got to remember back in, you know, I mean, obviously I wasn't born. I was, I wasn't even alive when Phantom Menace came out, but. If you go back and listen to people talking about Phantom Menace, those effects for Grandom, for Phantom Menace were groundbreaking at the time. So George Lucas was just like James Cameron experimenting with new technology, you know? And that's kind of the same thing we have here. James Cameron is experimenting with new technology. It's kind of the reason why it took him so long to make these Avatar movies is because he was trying to wait for the technology to be there, and I can't wait to see what he ended up coming up with. I, I Look, am I excited for Avatar 2? No. Do I think it's going to be a groundbreaking as far as a storytelling perspective? No. In fact, honestly, I'm willing to bet, I'm going to bet at this right now, I think if the first movie was a ripoff of Dances with Wolves, the second movie, here it is, is going to be a ripoff of The Lion King. Jake Sully's going to be Mufasa. Jake Sully's going to have a son who he's going to watch Jake. Uh, that that son is going to watch Jake die. And then the son is going to have to leave. And then in Avatar 3, he's going to come back. It's going to be a ripoff of The Lion King. Watch it. Watch it be a ripoff of The Lion King. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I love Mickey. I, Avatar is a very visually pleasing movie to look at, but I like poking fun at it. Um, okay. Uh, John M. Chu is directing a Play-Doh movie. Will this be more like the Lego movie or the Emoji movie? <sighs> I hope it's more like Lego movie, but honestly, I highly doubt it. Um, at this point, it <sighs> Hollywood just wants to make a movie out of anything at this point. And it's a shame because there are so many filmmakers out there who create such original ideas. You have Chris Duckman, who... Nobody was paying attention to until he got on Kickstarter and became the most crowdfunded, the most crowdfunded horror film, and now everyone all of a sudden is paying attention to him. Like, why is it that filmmakers just don't see the potential right then and there? Just ah, uh, it just frustrates me. It frustrates me so much. Just ah. Uh. Anyway, um, okay. I know you didn't love the recent Scream movie, but with the new Scream movie uh, 
But with the new one set to come out in 2023, do you have any anticipation for this next installment? Um, not really. I mean, I enjoyed this last screen movie. This last screen movie. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I'm excited for it, though. I think it's going to be exactly what the first one was. And exactly what the second one was. Exactly what the third one was. Exactly what the fourth one was. Exactly what the fifth one was. It's going to be the same movie. It's going to be the same movie. Just watch. It's just, it's going to have a different killer. That's the only difference with these movies is that the killer is always a new person. So, I I, I highly doubt it's going to be a completely different movie than the last ones. So, all right. Steven Spielberg said that, that he won't direct another musical after West Side Story. I know you really love the film. So, what are your thoughts? I am really kind of disappointed that he said he's not going to do another musical because he did such a damn good job doing West Side Story. And I would love for him to write and direct and him and Tony uh, Kushner, who did um, who wrote West Side Story. I would love for those two to get in a room and write a new musical. Oh, I would love it, but I, I I understand where he's coming from, but yeah, yeah. Uh, thoughts on Ty West's new film, X. Okay, well, this is one that's going to be shocking for people to hear. I watched X. Um, now, I will admit, when I heard about the concept of this movie, I was like, this is a very weird movie. I don't know why it's getting a theatrical release. This sounds stupid. Um, a movie about the adult film. Yeah, not excited for it at all. And then a friend dragged me to see it. And weirdly enough, it was so much more than just a movie about the adult film world. The movie was very... um, How do I want to say this? Very... Religious. And I kind of like that it had the guts to go down a more religious um, path, you know, to look at this movie and look at what these characters are doing through a very religious perspective. And honestly, I think it kind of worked. Weirdly enough, it worked for me, you know. Now, the movie is graphic as far as, you know... You know what? Here's the way I'll describe it. My friend Josh... And Josh, if you're listening to this, you're you're my best friend and I love you. But my friend Josh, when we saw the movie, we all... Me, him, his girlfriend, and another friend of ours, we all went to go see the movie together. And Josh said this is the way he would sell the movie to someone who hasn't seen it. The first half of the movie... A lot of boobs. The second half of the movie, a lot of blood. That's kind of what he would use to describe the movie. And honestly, watching the movie and hearing his description, yeah, that is kind of the way you can describe that movie. <laughs> but no, I I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. Um, 
And honestly, it's not a movie I was honestly expecting to like. Uh, I Again, I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, this looks stupid. This looks so dumb. But it was very interesting, actually. It was, it was again, better than I thought it was going to be. I'll say that. Um, okay. Uh, Sony put out a new promo for No Way Home. It seems to hint at Andrew possibly getting a third movie. Thoughts? Well, first of all, it doesn't hint that Andrew Garfield's getting a third movie. It doesn't hint it at all. It's just a promotion, prom- a promotional material to promote the release of No Way Home uh, uh, on on digital and Blu-ray. However, I do think the more I'm starting to think about it, I think Sony is going to end up giving us that third Amazing Spider-Man movie. Not only do I think that, but I think Andrew Garfield's going to end up being the Spider-Man of this Venom slash Morbius universe. I just have this weird feeling that they're going to do that. So, um... Yeah, uh, there's that. Are you excited for the Bob's Burgers movie? Um, well, because I'm a fan of the show, yes. The trailer, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great trailer. Because it really doesn't tell you anything about what the movie's about. Um, and I kind of wish it would. Just because... Not everybody who's going to go see this movie watched the show. At least I hope not everybody who has seen the show is... I hope it's not only fans of the show who will go and see this movie. I really do hope that people who have never seen the show go and see this movie because I would love for this show to get more exposure. Um, just because I love the, I love Bob's Burgers so much. <laughs> I'm a huge, huge Bob's Burgers fan. Um, I will say though, the one thing in the trailer that made me laugh hysterically, it was when they're doing the narration of the, when the, when they're showing the burger being made and you just hear, uh, one of the characters, what's happening? (laughs) Like that was the one thing that actually made me laugh. So, all right. Uh, next one, uh, Zeke, are you going to watch, you need to watch Picard. I know you're not a fan of Star Trek, but will you give it a chance? No, no, I will not. Um, look, I am not the big, the diehard Star Star Trek fan. I'm not, and you know what? I have friends who are, and that's great. If you like Star Trek, awesome. I'm happy that you like it. I'm I'm happy that you have something that you like. Okay, I'm not a fan of it. It just does not work for me. I've tried to get into Star Trek so many times. I just can never get into it. I just can't. So. Yeah, there's that. Um, okay, uh, and the final question. Moon Knight is almost here. Will you be dropping post-recap shows for each episode? Well, definitely for the premiere episode, I will. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet, though. I haven't decided yet. Um, not this week's episode, but next week's episode, I'll have an answer about what I'm going to do, whether I'll recap each episode or whether I don't, I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. So um, we will just have to wait and see. Okay, guys, 
that will do it for this episode of the Zeke Said So Show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, don't forget, guys, make sure you guys go subscribe and share the podcast feed. It's going to help more people see uh, the podcast if you share it on your social media and uh, let people know about it. Also, make sure you guys go subscribe to the Zeke Said So YouTube channel. We're going to be putting up more and more content very, very soon. Um, go check out the uh, uh, the Zeke Said So website. And, um, yeah, make sure you guys go follow me on social media, on Twitter, and on Instagram, all at Zeke Said So. I'm going to be putting up more and more uh, reviews on there. I know I've been slacking with the reviews lately, but I'm going to put up more reviews um, very, very soon there. In fact, I'm probably going to go see The Lost City this weekend if I have the time because, you know, when it comes – because this weekend is pretty, pretty busy for – is really going to be busy for me. Saturday I got a really important thing to do, and then um, Sunday is Oscars night, and I usually like to stay home all day and watch movies uh, during the Oscars. So um, I'm going to try and get out and see The Lost City um, maybe tomorrow night. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Um, okay, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, go do all that stuff. Share the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on social media. Check out the website. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you guys like this podcast, please share it and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I think I should subscribe to the podcast because Zeke the Geek said so. And I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.